Synthaholics. Welcome to Synthaholics. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Today we are talking about Expanse episodes three and four. We have myself, Aaron O'Brien, and we have Holly Michelle. Hello, Holly. Hello, and I have my dogs as well. The dogs are here. And unfortunately, we do not have Dave. Dave couldn't make it. He had to be called into the uh, the minds of Siri. <laughs> Well, Ubu and Storin will stand in. They just won't, hopefully won't say much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, yeah, so we are on to the episodes Remember the Cant and uh, 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 CQB, which is Close uh, Quarters Combat. So, um, how are you liking it so far? I'm I'm enjoying it. I, I now I've skipped I, I've skipped ahead. Now I'm I, I've gone all watched all the way to episode six. I did that uh, today when I had a little extra time. So uh, I'm loving it. This is great, and I love this world. Um, mm-hmm. It's so fascinating. Um, like this um, humankind getting out uh, through the solar system and how we would do things, and it's it's like high tech but still kind of low tech compared to like star trek or star wars mm-hmm. you know so it's kind of cool to see that stuff how about yourself I, it feels so believable yeah. you know there is there's a lot that they're bringing into the show i think that makes it feel like this could actually happen not necessarily you know even the, even the special effects like it's like you said it's kind of high tech low tech Mm-hmm. It's a good mm-hmm. blend because, like, you don't just automatically see something that's extremely CG and you're like, well, that's obviously not supposed to be there. Right, right. <laughs> so, like, this this doesn't have that, which is cool. But also, like, the political stuff, the um, cultural stuff, everything mm-hmm. that they thought about to bring into the show really helps it feel believable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so robust. Uh, just the, like you're saying, like uh, even the cultural things, like uh, um, the Belter Creo, uh, we get the whole, um, like you said, the political side of like what's going on with the Belters compared to Earth and Mars and so much, so much world to get into. And I feel like we're going to get into it even more as episodes progress and as this next seasons progress we're going to see so Mm -hmm. much more so i it's so exciting so i'm loving it and this this i cannot believe that sci-fi let this go and i'm and i'm and i'm very happy that amazon that they did yeah Yeah. i mean sci-fi has let a lot of good shows go but yeah. they've also produced some really great. I mean, they've produced some real crap. But oh my God. <laughs> one of my favorite one of my favorite movies 
is a sci-fi TV movie called um, Out. I think it's called Outlander. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't know. Right. It's a, it, it's a sci-fi. Have you seen it? I have not, but I've heard a lot about it, and it's one of those things I definitely want to watch. Yeah, it's like some some guy from space falls on falls to Earth, but it's like way back. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I, I don't know for some reason I really like that movie, but they've done some really terrible movies and oh, they've done been, some wonderful oh, things. Oh, I know, <laughs> especially early two thousands. There were some awful movies that came out with. I remember watching a few like. Why is this on TV? Like, I was right. just like, oh, so there's, bad. There's one. Um, Felicia Day is red. Like, aware. she's like, I don't know. What's it, what's it called? I think it's called Red. Red? You'll have to watch it. If you like Felicia Day, you should watch it. It involves werewolves and werewolf hunting. Oh, and, okay. And like, but, but, it's it, not, but, it's, but it's not good. It's good because Felicia Day is in it. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> That's about it. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's just like oh God. <laughs> I I can't believe One of that those sci-fi movies. I cannot believe they let the show go, and I'm yeah. so so happy that Amazon picked it up. So this is cool yeah. stuff. And when Amazon picked it up, didn't um a lot of the pro- production crew and producers like go with it? I don't know. I had to like, look up that, but because it's, it's like Ion Productions or something, and then I I don't know. I haven't if, looked. I haven't seen anything past where we are today. I'm not going forward. I'm not going to look ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, I I had to skip ahead a couple of it because I was just like, oh, I want to know what happens next. I so. need to know. I know. I, people need to know these things. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll have to find out more about that. Like if the if the production crew. I mean, obviously the actors that are still in there move on into the stories but are they I, though do you know that i don't know i don't know if somebody <laughs> dies and i don't know like or, or if they get written off the show or whatever but um i do wonder if like the production crew and stuff like because I, I can't imagine that they'd want to rebuild a lot of these sets and stuff like that and that they want to keep most of them so yeah um, i mean actually speaking of sets i feel like there are a lot of repurpose there's a lot of repurposing I'm sure sets and I like it. Yeah. Yeah. If if, if they're smart, how they do it. Yeah. Yeah. I've slipped out of, um, like the magic, the movie magic a couple of times, just like appreciating the sets. Yeah. Yeah. No, a a good set can really make or break something. I mean, like, um, you know, I know you're a fan of doctor who, I mean, you go back some earlier doctor who's and like the sets really be like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah, that's where my theaterness is like appreciating. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I I built something like that in high school once. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And if you go back to the those early seventies ones and like um, of Doctor Who, they're even even worse. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love um, Pertwee. He, he, he the Third Doctor was one of my favorites like series. Oh, okay. So yeah, like yeah. maybe it was just the writing, but yeah, and some of the things you're just like. And you're like, wow, this is bad. Yeah. But people didn't know any different back then. They were like, ooh, sci-fi. No, it was glorious back then. It was like, well, yeah. you know, I, I was, what was the classic film? I had a classic film channel on earlier today, and I, I didn't catch the, catch the title of the film because it was on YouTube TV, and I only got the last, like, five minutes of it. But it was pretty much like um, the story of Jesus Christ and mm. this Roman soldier who kind of 
So it's kind of screw you to the Caesar whatever of Rome. And then he and his lady love walk off and then they'd go into heaven. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You just appreciate film. When you watch classic film, you just appreciate everything that they do. And that's how I feel about Doctor Who. I, even though it looks like, you know, the Cybermen look like cardboard weird. Oh, I know. They're so bad. Things. Yeah. Like, (laughs) You appreciate it though, because right. you're like, because you know, like that took a lot of work and yeah, design, and look at where they've come now, and so you just appreciate it. It's like but when this, you go, you see cosplay, like somebody, like you know, it's maybe not like film quality, but you, I, I've seen so many cosplay where it's like, you know, someone spent six months working on this thing, right? And it's like they put their heart and soul, and like you gotta appreciate it just on that level alone. Just like yeah. somebody really put a lot of love into that that costume or that whatever they're you know cosplaying as. And I I don't have patience for that. I have respect for it though. Right. So if anybody is listening and they are um, Southern California listeners, I know the San Diego Bumblebee and. His stuff is amazing. He's got a couple of different Transformers that he's got. And his daughter is his technician. Like, they just, they're just, and he's the nicest guy. And I'm just like, I'm in awe by him because he'll do props, like, for, like, he made a Maui hook for, like, a kid that, like, needed it. Like, he's just, yeah, yeah. That's cool. People Um, who build that kind of stuff are just, I, I love you. You're amazing. I can't do that. Bring I made magic, bring magic to the world. Right, you do. Like it was a pain in the ass for me to make my um my uh vibe glasses. It was right. fun, yeah. but it was it was You're, tedious yeah. and yeah. They're, they're I literally I made glasses and I bought fingerless gloves and I said <laughs> I <laughs> am vibe. <laughs> did you did you talk about Bumblebee? Did you see the Bumblebee movie that came out? I haven't watched it yet. That is actually so I've unfortunately had to suffer through all the Michael Bay Transformer movies because my uh-huh. son was into mm-hmm. Transformers for a long time. Mm-hmm. And just recently, what is it, a year ago, the Bumblebee movie came out. Yep. And I was no. like, Ugh. And it's actually really good. Is it? I'm, I'm not going to say you're going to be like, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> but like, if, you, if it's on or if you have a chance to watch it, it's, you will not regret watching it. It is fun. Cause I liked I I liked the first Transformers movie that was enough. But it's, it's, I was yeah, like, it's like okay. it, but then it gets repetitive and it's like okay yeah yeah. It, yeah. And then with the dinosaurs, I was like, I'm what done. are we doing? I'm out. <laughs> so when it time came time to like watch Bumblebee, I was like, I'm good. No, no, you. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it's it's much and it's a totally different. And I I hope they make more movies of the Transformers in that feel. Okay. Than, so, anyways. We, we got are way off topic. All right, let's get back <laughs> to, the to the show. Let's get back <laughs> to the show. Uh, yeah, let's get into the full show recap. So this is um, this is episode three. Remember the cant, and this came out on December twenty second, two thousand fifteen, and uh, we start off. So uh, Holden, if we remember. Um, just before uh, the the Canterbury was uh, destroyed, or no, after the Canterbury was destroyed, and they were kind of like on in their little sh- shuttlecraft, lost in space, damaged. They sent out a message, and the message basically saying that Mars destroyed uh, uh, the Canterbury. Yeah, and so now we're seeing that Holden's message is being 
broadcast like, all over yes. on planet Earth. It's yeah. It, which it's I'm ever- curious who received it and who transmitted it down to Earth because I gotta say they're probably closer to the belt. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's the OPA that did that. And so the OPA probably were like, Oh, did you get this? Oh, we're gonna put it to all the news, you know, channels, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 so uh everyone's getting all uh stirred up about uh, a tizzy. Yeah, about the camp. <laughs> so um I had problems with the the name last time, so it's not Gaia, it's Gia is the uh like the the uh prostitute. Mm-hmm. That that Havelock comes and she's teaching him uh, the Belter Creo. So right. they have a connection. I'm not um, I'm not really sure if this is like a love thing or if just You're not like, sure if it's like romantic or or just like a yeah. like, a, like a big brother looking after somebody. You know, like because you know I was actually feels... thinking they could be siblings. I don't know because he's from Earth. Yeah, he's from Earth and she's from from the she's uh, from there series. But, but I, is he really from Earth? Because what else, what all do we actually know about him? Because I we mean, don't maybe, know much maybe about it was him. just yeah, we don't know very much. And <laughs> and later on, I'm like, okay, maybe there is something weird going on with this guy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so so she he goes and he's teaching uh, uh, Gia's teaching Havelock uh, so the, the Creo the Belter Creo How and then he the Belters yeah and. Then uh, he gets pulled away because there's a Star Helix meeting. And basically that because of the Canterbury being destroyed and this is obviously having impact with water and stuff like that coming to uh, Ceres because they would have brought it to Ceres and it would have been processed. The ice would have been processed. So they would have made um, had water on the on the on Ceres. So they're using this as a political motive that, you know, the OPA saying the Martians destroyed the cant, so we wouldn't get our water. They're treating us like shit. This is just another thing, again, that these you know, Earth and Mars are treating the Belters like garbage. And they want to have the, the OPA, the Outer Planets, uh, Planet Alliance, wants uh, independence or they want their own type of government. And um, so uh, they're getting everything worked up and getting like these, uh, protests and these, um, I don't know, marches, I guess. And, um, and so, uh, in the star helix, they have a meeting basically saying, we don't want to arrest the OPA, no beating people up. Just let's just try to keep the peace, you know? So, um, and then, uh, we, uh, Joe Miller, the, uh, the, the detective, which is a Havelock's, uh, uh, partner, he got that job to look for uh, Julie Mao, and he basically goes to um, goes to his chief saying, "Hey, I uh, looked into Julie Mao. Uh, she was on the Scopuli, and it looks like the Scopuli was destroyed, so she's probably dead." And she goes, "Oh yeah, fine, whatever. Just close up the case and, right. and and move on." And he's still not really convinced. He thinks there's more going on there. Me too. To be fair. Uh, yeah, no, definitely, there's definitely more <laughs> but, going on there. But, like, my Me Too is more, like, because I'm because of the things I've seen, not because of things he's seen. Mm, right, so, right. So, like, I'm, I don't know why he's still fixated, because from what I am seeing or what we are seeing as the audience, yeah, it's like, okay, somebody scooped her up because she was still alive. Right. 
right, that's we... nothing indicating that to him. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, where's this obsession coming from? Does yeah. he know her? He doesn't know her. So a lot of people, well, we'll get into it more, but uh, a lot of people think like, oh, uh, cute, rich girl. So obviously either you got a thing for her or you're going to try to bilk them for money, the family for money, when you find out more information. Right. Because like he's not like a by the book no. lawman. He's... No, he's, he's on the take a lot. He's very. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he... like, why now? Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's beautiful. Right, I, but I get it, but like but I don't get it. But she's <laughs> she's either dead from being on the scope of lie or she's way off somewhere else in off series, so he's obviously not gonna be interacting with her anytime soon. Maybe he's interested in the case because it'll get him away from where he currently is. That's a good point. Yeah, it's possible. Very possible. Um and then we now we go to uh, the um, the navy uh, the Mars uh, navy ship. So uh, the the crew of uh, the, the the surviving crew of the Canterbury were picked up, um, and they have they're being kind of like processed. And um, uh, Alex, the uh, the pilot, gets separated. They kind of you like hear take- a different little note. And I was like, oh, that motherfucker's Martian. <laughs> yeah, they, they take him away and they're like, where are you taking him? And then they, they put him all in cells and uh, Amos gets uh, hot-headed as usual and he gets uh, tased and put down. So sedated. there's a little, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to be sedated. <laughs> and then... Do uh, nowhere to go. Oh. <laughs> a little, it would have been funny if they played the Ramones during that. <laughs> Um, and then they, uh, uh, they're, they're going to start, um, uh, uh, interrogating all of them. So that's their, that's the next thing. Um, then we jump to the UN and we get that, uh, Christian, she's, uh, she, uh, meets an old friend, Franklin DeGraff, and he is a U.S. ambassador to Mars. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I want like with, he says he's with all this. Yeah, you're coming to dinner, and he's like, he's like, I'm no fun. He goes, Yeah, you're never any fun, but your uh, husband is. So, uh, so they, so she brings him uh, to dinner for uh, a- ask him to come over to dinner. But apparently, that she doesn't ask. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. He even says something along the lines of like, "You've never taken no for an answer," and she's like, "Well, if it makes you feel better, you're the best pushover." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you always roll over, right? Exactly. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, they it, it, and we find out they've known each other for a very long time. We, we don't know that later right on. Them, yeah. Um, back on series, then uh, uh, we get the um, there's like the march going on. It's kind of kind of it's going into violence, and they're saying remember the cant. It's the, uh, the that's a phrasing that they're using, the slogan, and um, it's just things are getting kind of ugly. So uh, during that time, um, uh. Joe Miller, the detective, says tells his, uh, uh, I guess, uh, captain or whoever he's reporting to that uh, Muss, the, the lady Muss, Octavia Muss, he's like, I'm just going to leave for an hour. She's like, what? And he just takes off. So, obviously, Joe, Joe Miller is just like, I don't know, he's kind of a shitty cop. You know, he's got a job to do and he's just not, not doing it. Just not doing it. Yeah. And... 
then we jump back onto the Navy ship and we're being, uh, uh, this, uh, character Lopez is, uh, starts interrogating Holden and basically he insinuates all these things, trying to get him to get a reaction. He takes this pill. I, I, I haven't looked up what that pill was that Lopez is taking, but it makes him more maybe attuned or alert. It's kind of funny because, you know, we're reading Dune and there's a truth sayer. Right. I feel like this helped him see the truth. Yeah. Maybe so like watching like different things that are there, how they act or how they, you know, yeah. how they breathe and yeah. yeah. Body so posture. Like, exactly. So like instead of, them drugging the person to get it. It's like a true Salem for that person. They are trained to understand how to read when they use this drug. I just seemed like that was, which I really did not like him Yeah. <laughs> for this episode. I, I was like, mm. he doesn't have he a likable sounds... face for sure. Well, it's <clears throat> not that he has a dislikable face. It was more like, this guy's really manipulative. Like, yeah, he's trying to get him to to say things and whatever, you know. But but it didn't seem to me that he was trying to get them to say truths. Mm. It felt like he was trying to get them to say lies, like to right, right. to believe a lie, but to make the person think it was their idea. I don't right. know. Maybe I fell into a rabbit hole there, but <laughs> but that is a thing. I mean, honestly, if you know, if cops in, you know, are investigating things, they're going to throw out things and see, like, see if they get a reaction, and they're going right. to say shocking things to see, like, either going to be like, what? like, no, I didn't do that. What are you talking about? Or you know, like, right. or maybe, oh, they know something, kind of thing, you right? Know? Right. Um, but like he in he. Uh, insinuates that what's her name Naomi is OPA that Naomi yeah. is OPA and mm-hmm. then goes for her and it's like he insinuates that um oh god I'm so bad with names I have to read names to un- to remember that names names what's 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 the what's the dude's name what's the uh acting actor's name the acting oh. uh Holden Holden yeah. yeah, and then he insinuates that Holden is a traitor, and yes. it's just like I understand that you're interrogating and that you're trying to get people to give each other up, but I was like, I don't like you. Yeah, <laughs> like you're you're taking a drug to see truth. I feel like you should be looking for the truth, and yet here you are, you're planting seeds and you're being dishonest. But he's also trying to get in their heads to break the crew apart. So first he says, he's, he's, he talks to Holden and said, so you were, you know, you used to be on one of the naval ships. And he goes, yeah. And he says, I took a swing at one of my uh, superiors. And, uh, which just made me like Holden more. Like, I don't remember which one of you said you didn't like Holden, but I wanted to be like, I fucking disagree. Yeah. Dave doesn't like Holden. Yeah. Well, Dave, I fucking disagree. (laughs) I was not in the mood to to fight with my friends last week (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll tell you i'll tell you later on who i dislike the most but i won't tell you right now okay um (laughs) but there's a character i don't like and i and and maybe it's changing after i've seen but this up until these two episodes i still did not like this character anyways um and then like i like this guy that it's interrogating brings out that maybe OPA is uh, uh, Naomi was an OPA sleeper agent and helped destroy the camp. And he's like, that's impossible. And he's like, well, how did she 
how does she know all this stuff to fix things? How is she so good at all this? You know, she's, you know, this like, it's you, beyond. Your why little she Jimmy rig job shouldn't have worked, but Naomi made it happen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe she's really fucking good at her job. Um, so anyway, so he's planting these seeds. So, and then our uh, jump back to series and we're on the docks and Joe Miller's there. And Joe uh, Miller is um, uh, trying to starting expecting all these crates and everything, mm-hmm. and um, and there, he's he starts asking around for a character named Anderson Dawes, and we don't know who he is yet, but he's a big big wig for the OPA. So we get that, and um, then we jump over to uh, uh, back on Earth. Uh, we have Christian, and we have. Uh, uh, Franklin DeGraff and his uh, and their respective husbands, and they're all sitting there talking and talking about wine and everything. Recycled wine. I was Recycled like, oh wine. man. Yeah, I know. It's like, am I drinking your urine? This is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's great. Uh, and and but so then, um, uh, Christian later tells uh, DeGraff that. We we have an operative that was carrying stealth tech, and uh, it's it's Martian. So this must be a, a Martian thing using spell, stealth tech. And and DeGraff's like, no, 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 no. It's that's not that's not the case. It's definitely not the case. And uh, she goes, well, you know, you're. Uh, it, I would I would I would think that it is because that's how else would you get the stealth tech kind of thing. So. She's like puts a seed of like what's going on with Mars, and because he's the UN um, uh, ambassador, ambassador to Mars, he's uh, he's obviously going to find out about this. Um, and then um, uh, we go back to onto the Mars Navy ship, the the Donager is the Navy ship that they're on. Uh, Amos finally wakes up. And uh, he's kind of like getting in the uh, the guard's face, and you know trying to get him to fight him some more. And uh, they take uh, next, they take Naomi to do um, interrogation. interrogation. And then we also, uh, Holden is put into a room with Alex and Alex is in his full Martian uniform. And, and I was like vindicated at that moment. I was like, I knew it. Like he I didn't have Martian. an inkling before until the little chime on the, uh, the DNA scanner thing. But I was like, Oh, right. right. <laughs> He's Martian. <laughs> so he's he's Martian and he's like, Yeah, I served and unlike you, because I was like, you know, and it's funny, he goes, I just realized I don't know any of you people. Like I don't know your past are all like so, you have these sorted pasts. And that Holden used to serve and he was dishonorably discharged because he attacked a, a commanding officer. Which being in the military, I gotta say, like boot officers are trash like they're not trash they're just they're not sorry guys you're not trash let me rephrase um maybe they make bad bad choices sometimes (laughs) no like they they'll come into the fleet as a lieutenant and they'll look at an e9 who's been in for 18 years and they'll tell him that he's an idiot and that they're not going to listen to his experience or or how what he has to say and it's just like Yes, you're an officer. Yes, you are. Good job. Congratulations. Um, your job is to evaluate your assets and 
win the day. And right. you're in charge of doing that. So you need to really look at your crew and figure that out. Exactly. There are some that make really bad decisions. So like this guy was in what was what the what's the pilot's name again? Uh, uh Alex. Alex. He was in for 20 years. And then right. he got out and and joined this the ice the ice capades. Ice capades. <laughs> ice ice pirates. Um I know, but you know it's funny um he, later, he he doesn't say it right now, but he says, "I was a glorified bus driver." Right, right. <laughs> you know, so like, he, I mean, he was a pilot, but he was like, you know, uh, just it's this guy just transporting people back and forth, you know. Which, but I don't think he was actually. I think he kind of talked himself up there because later on in the in the in the fourth episode, he's like, "I've never done this before. Be gentle." <laughs> I know, right? Exactly, exactly. So, what? Um, I know it's uh, so. But we get we get that reveal that he was a, a Martian um, uh, you know, officer or not yeah. officer but pilot. Uh, he served in the Martian Navy, and then uh, Naomi's being uh, interrogated as well, and she is you know a, it's that's the interesting interaction between both of them between this Lopez the the guy who's inter, uh, interrogating her and Naomi. The guy you think doesn't have a friendly face. <laughs> he's very hawkish face. I'm not going to lie. He's... Hawkish. That's an interesting, um, yeah. yeah. I was thinking it was very like Norwegian, sweet, sweet. Swiss oh, it, it is very much. So. It's strange that he's got a name Lopez though. Right. Um, well, the, the guy on, in the belt, he speaks like he's from somewhere in Asia. Yeah. And he's this white haired, <laughs> white, obviously white dude. He white probably dude. had red hair because it's now like white. White, yeah, <laughs> right. Anyway, sorry. No, um, it's cool. And uh, so she, he he insinuates that she's uh, OPA, and she's kind of like you know you don't know anything about me. And she makes a hand signal. Did you notice that? Yeah, it was like it wasn't go fuck yourself because it wasn't like a middle finger, but it yeah. was like her. It was like the letter. The, the the letter um, B in sign language was weird. It's so I I looked it up later on and it definitely it's it's a it's um it's a belter hand signal basically like, like you said meaning go fuck yourself. Mm. And he sees it and he kind of like smirks like he knows what she's doing. So it's like kind of giving the middle finger kind of thing. So gotcha. Uh, but yeah, was, I was like that's really interesting that they put that in there. So they. You know, they worked that out, you know, that just she clearly is. She's clearly savvy in the ways of interrogation. (laughs) Exactly. You've been interrogated before. (laughs) We've been here before, have we not? (laughs) Fancy meeting you here. Um, Yeah, I it was a confusing scene because it could just be character, but it could also be um, defiance of of Mars and it could be OPA training. So, like, it's still it's to be determined. <laughs> and and the thing is, is that she's very, um, even like I've like I said, I've watched ahead further. She, she has a very veiled past, so we don't know what her past is yet. I don't know what her past is, and 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 it's like there's something going on. There's more going on with her than we know. Mm-hmm. So there's 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 a there's something going on there. So 
I guess, stay tuned, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, or it, it, I don't know that it's her. I don't know that it, she's the, the OPA agent, though. I don't think so either. I, I mean, I, I think he's just trying to seed uh, doubts and, and uh, you know, conspiracy between the crew members, the, you know, surviving crew members of the Canterbury. So Right. Um, I don't know. I've I've suspected everyone at this point, except for the doctor who's, you know. Yeah, and we'll, we'll find out about him later. Right. But, like, now at, at this point, I'm like, okay. Alex, was that the pilot's name? Yes. He could have gone to the OPA, leaving a 20-year commission and then going and working on a freighter. Like, that's possible. Yeah. But he could have also been like, I've had enough. I'm going to the OPA. Right. Um, but after 20 years, you're like, nah, I think I'm going to retire and find, like, some, some remedial job to do. Right. So the the ice thing makes sense. So, like, I, I, I don't know that it's him. But, like, the dumb brains, the, the dumb muscle that has, Amos, like, no yeah. brain. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you could just be a piece of shit double agent. <laughs> you could be. <laughs> The doctor could have been as well, though. And why does he keep digging out a French fry? Like, I wanted to bring it up last week, but it was like... I think it's like a there's some kind of, like, drug to, like, you know, to to relax them, you know. Of course. shaped like a French fry. But it looks like a French fry. And, and like, I had to laugh at myself because I was, like, I went to, like, straight to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. And I was like, the everlasting French fry. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep eating. Just regrows itself. It's oh, that would be oh, that would be evil. French, French fries regrow themselves. <laughs> I'd be like the fattest person possible. Yeah, French, French fries. Just keep that refillable French fry <laughs> container. As long as once it goes into your mouth or it hits your stomach acid, it doesn't like regrow itself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Now you have French fry worms. <laughs> no, what do I do for that? Sorry, this is inoperable. <laughs> Uh-huh. So yeah, I was just saying that I, I've suspected everyone. So I don't know. <laughs> I suspect all of them. Uh, then we You're jump back. Beauty. We jump back onto the series docks, and the docks inspection is going on. And uh, um, uh, one of the Martians are trying to get water, and they're not giving him the water he needs. And they, then the dock workers start like you know beating him up. And Joe Miller's there. He kind of gets in their faces and he pulls a gun. And this is where we get the introduction to Anderson Dawes, the OPA bigwig. So he's sort of like our the, weird Irish Asian yeah. friend. And he is, uh, if you watch Chernobyl, he's like one of the main characters in there. Still haven't. Such a great series. I mean, it's only eight episodes, but whew, what what a great episode. Well, when I'm not working through the pandemic and yeah. reading yeah. Dune and watching yeah. The Expanse and tr- cleaning my house and walking my dogs. And <laughs> so in three years, you're saying. <laughs> when when I get up, when I get some time off, maybe I'll watch Chernobyl. <laughs> I know. I get breathing room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, right? Um, no, but it's good. It's a it's a good uh, series, and he's he's uh, one of the main actors in it too. So uh, yeah, what's I really want yeah. to see it. I really do. Good stuff. <sighs> yeah, I, I feel I, I believe that. Jared Harris is the actor's name. So I, I think he I think he does really good for um for his part. You know, mm-hmm. um, so uh, they have a, a back and forth between um, uh, Harris and um, 
uh, Joe Miller, and they're sitting down and they talk about uh, they talk about Julie Mao. Um, Anderson Dahl is basically it's like I don't know who she is, and I'll ask around for you. And then he kind of even asks like you know what's your what's your price? I mean you're working for an Earth government agency. You're a belter. You should be. You should be working with us. You should be working for OPA. So he's trying to recruit Joe Miller into his organization. Mm-hmm. And uh, Miller's like, yeah, I'm not interested, you know, but so. Thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. Which is, can I bring up the Mormons now? The Mormons. Oh, <laughs> the Mormons showed up in there. <laughs> Would you like to come to the comedy club? Yeah. So, like, it's funny because, like, what you just said, Reminded me, like, come to the dark side. (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, not that I'm, you know, if you're Mormon, I mean. Whatever. Whatever. Um, I'm not. So that's fine. But. um, I just like that Mormons are. I I just like Mormons are expensive. Honestly, honestly, when the Mormons came up to what's his name and. He was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come to the comedy club. I was like, oh, my God. Are the Mormons the bad guys? <laughs> are, the, are the Mormons the ultimate power and they're killing everyone? Well, I, I'm going to tell you this, Holly. Doors. When you get to episode five, there's more Mormons. More Mormons. It, it's I'm, I'm just like, what? More Mormons. So I didn't I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought of that. But um. The Mormons are in space. Um, it's funny because you know. Well, no, we're not in that episode yet. Never mind. Keep going. You just remind <laughs> me of Mormons. Mormons. Um, so uh, yeah, so they have the and um, the discussion between Dolls and uh, Joe Miller talking about Julie. So and um, basically he said, "I'll ask around for you." All right. So um, and then we get uh, the everyone's all the the. Uh, survivors of the Canterbury are put into the cell with uh, Holden and uh, Alex, and they're all kind of like, "Oh, Alex, you're with the Martians? Like, what are they? Like, where they recruit you all of a sudden?" He goes, "Because no, they I... put him in his uniform." Like, yeah, which is like <laughs> terrible. I think <laughs> because... it was like I don't know. Does it is, does it seem malicious to you? Oh, they're they're definitely trying to get in their heads. It's this this is like a psyops thing. They're just like doing things to psych them out. You know, gotcha. they're they're, do, they're doing things to mess with their heads. So they're dividing the crew. So obviously they they're telling everyone like uh, Naomi's OPA. How well do we know Naomi? Mm-hmm. And obviously um, they're, they're just going back and forth. And like um, the uh, the medic. Uh, um, Shad or Shad, he's he's basically he's like I told him everything. I told him everything. I even started making stuff. I think I stuff. made some stuff up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he just made some stuff up in the end. Um, I'm I really liked his character. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so there's they're kind of like a fight in not not a not like a huge fight at first, but they're definitely getting into each other's face and um. Uh, at a certain point, uh, Amos gets uh, uh, Alex in a headlock and he's choking him out. And he's like, you make a great shield. You know, how many bullets do you think this guy will stop kind of thing? And this is where uh, Holden's like, all right, let's pump the brakes. And he starts yelling out. Like, to, of course, nobody listens to Holden again. Yeah, exactly. He starts yelling out, 
I'm going to talk. I want to talk to your captain. I'll tell you everything. Just let me go talk to your captain. And uh, the Martians come in right away and are like, all right, let's go. Let's go to the captain. Did I miss the portion where he was holding back and not telling them something? Because he def- he's definitely very guarded. So, but but there was no conversation like, well, when you're ready to talk, you know no. what I mean? And then he's like, I'll tell you everything. And I'm just like, I did not see anything that uh, that seemed out of place. I think I, I think a part of it was trying to stop that fight a little bit because he was afraid that Amos was going to probably pop Alex's head off. So he knew if he got them in there that they might have might break it up kind of thing. So I don't know. It's a thought. Um, so when he gets, he gets taken up to the bridge and of the ship and the captain's there of the Donager. And, uh, she goes, so Naomi's, a uh, is a OPA, uh, sleeper agent. And the reason we know is because there's a ship coming and it's unidentified and it's, we're, we're calling it. It's not answering our hails. And um, it's it looks like hostile intense. We think she sent a message to it. And Holden's like, that doesn't mean anything. Why are you just putting Naomi into that? And he says, right. um, and he says, um, we need you to send a message uh, to, out because you sent this message out that uh, you know that the Martians destroyed the camp that um, that we didn't do it. You need to recant he, that statement. Yeah, and he's like, I'll tell you, I'll say whatever you want. But you got if uh, you save us all, and then they yeah. were like, throw your throw Naomi, throw under Naomi the under the bus, and he was yeah. like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so uh, there's some you back and no f- evidence. Yeah, there's some back and forth there uh, between them, but the ship is coming in. Ship so starts. yeah, uh, then we go back to series, and Miller is still looking into Julie Mao, and uh, she sees the, the, um, the this fight on the docks where. He, Apparently got into uh, some dock worker's face, and then he gets called uh, by uh, Octavia Moss, um, um, his uh, commander, saying, "You got to get down to the Medina, this area. That's there's this big revolt going on. So, and they're saying Mars stole our water. Remember the cant, and then violence erupts, and there's somebody always- ends up dead." Yeah, a bunch of people start fighting, and there's like kids in the way, and they gotta get the kids out of there. So it's it's pretty bad. And then um, just before all the trouble really starts hitting, is uh, Havelock, um, Joe Miller's uh, partner, peels off because he hears that Gia's in trouble. So he takes off and goes to help her. Um, then uh, we get a, a UN meeting that there say that there's a. There's a big meeting, and they're saying that uh, DeGraff called uh, Mars, and then all of a sudden we watch the trace. Trace it calls to uh, diff- nine different facilities that are making stealth tech and seeing if anything was missing. So DeGraff took that intel that uh, Christian told him during dinner, and then they were like, hey, uh, you, one of your operatives either stole uh, uh, Martian Check stealth- inventory, because yeah. shit's Shit's hitting the fan. And then Christian uh, sits there and she deduces that... It wasn't Mars. It wasn't Mars. Mars was... um, Mars was taking, like you said, taking inventory. And they're saying, we didn't... Nothing's missing. Everything's here. So, uh, and unfortunately, the fallout is Franklin DeGraff, Christian's lifelong friend, has now been banned for life from Mars. And... Because and, he 
was especially um he was essentially a oh god had some wine uh (laughs) (laughs) um he's a liability yeah. Because he right, he essentially right. exposed two to three bases that were unknown to the unknown. Earthans. Yeah, exactly. So and they like, were, and they were watching what he was what he was doing. So exactly, they, they tracked all that shit. Right. So. so he did the right thing, but he got fucked over for it. He got fucked over, and he says, "As says, um, at least you had the dignity of stabbing me in the chest instead of the back." Right. And, right. And he says, um, and he says, I you scare me because you will do anything to win. And he, and he was like, and I won't play with you ever again. So basically. Yeah. And this off, is where we like, learn that he was friends with her father. And when right. she was like a little child. So right. that was okay. cool. Yeah. Was no, a little it, bit of a backstory. Great backstory and great uh, interaction with those two characters. And, um, but you really get the idea that Christian does not play softball she's hardball through and through so she's going to get results and she's gonna you know she's gonna make problems you know uh if if you don't play ball with her or she making waves yeah she'll do things whatever you like i mean she'll she'll (laughs) she'll she'll, do things (laughs) she'll do things and you'll you'll be sorry um So uh, after the revolt in Medina, Joe Miller is going through all the wreckage and seeing all these dead people. And he sees this dead guy who's the guy on the Tinder app that uh, that Julie Mao had. So he's like, oh, this is the guy. So I'm going to I'm going to look into this guy. And then we get a quick scene where Havelock is ambushed and he is impaled with a giant spike by these uh, OPA guys. And he uh, their last words. Remember the cant. And uh, that's where we leave off on um, this episode. Remember which, the camp. which it doesn't make sense that they would kill an earth, an earthen, an earthian. What are they calling them? Earther? If they're not calling them earthlings, earther. They killed an earther police officer in the belt, or uh, a police officer in the belt from Earth, right. when this was supposedly an attack from Mars. So it was very misplaced that they decided to do this. It was. I'll give you that, but I also think that um, they're just they're just pissed off at Earth and Mars. So. I'm, yeah, and, and you know both have really hurt the belt, but right. the fact that they were like, "Remember that can't." It was mm-hmm. like, okay, but but I didn't what do did anything. Earth have to do with it. <laughs> However, if Earth does have something to do with it, maybe the Belters know something that we don't yet know. Right. Right. So right. it was very weird. It was. It was misplaced. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Um, now we are going to the next episode. This is uh, Q, uh, CQB. This is the name of the episode, and its air date was December 29th, 2015. And and it starts off in the morgue, and we have Joe Miller looking at this dead guy that he found after the um, violence erupted in Medina. And this is uh, Busy uh, Badenko. Badenko, yeah. Busy Badenko. And he's trying to figure out who this guy is. And he gets like an address off him from the coroner that's going through. And he wants to, hey, can I uh, process him for uh, recycling? Uh, recycling. We really need to, some fertilizer. He's like, and he's yeah. like, nah, hold off. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. So um, 
and then we get back to the on uh, to the um the Donager on uh, the uh, Martian Navy ship, and we get that this ship is coming in uh, really fast, this unknown ship, and uh, they start um, getting ready for basically uh, to fight. So they uh, tor- they shoot torpedoes, and then the Donager shoots torpedoes, and uh, in the they dodge um, them all. It, well, and then uh, the uh, the remain surviving. Uh, members of the Canterbury who are still in the jail cell uh, all sit down and uh, strap themselves in because because they don't know what's going to happen. And uh, Holden is still up on the bridge with the captain at this time. And uh, he's uh, told to strap in soon too. So, um, and then we jump back to earth. We have Christian. She's on the roof. Obviously she's probably thinking about all the bullshit going up in space right now. Cause um, what's happening is, um, uh, there's, uh, they know that there's, um, there's issues going on with the Martian Navy and, and who knows what they're, uh, running into. Cause they have, um, the surviving members of the Canterbury. So, um, and she's sitting on the roof and her grandsons, uh, comes out to see her and, uh, they start talking about, you know, like, um, meteorites and rocks. And I, Christian, uh, says, uh, says, I worry about people who throw rocks. So, cause they're talking about, you know. Obviously, the Martians, uh, th- she thinks, might be starting a war. And this whole, and, I know uh, I know. last time I had, like, two things to say was that the kid was a brat. And yeah. I don't remember the other thing I said. But, like, he started talking to her, and I was like, okay, maybe he's not an asshole. And then when he leaves her and he's like, you're no fun. I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Um yeah, so uh, she's uh, so she's kind of like deep in thought and thing on the uh, sitting on the roof, and um, and now we jump back onto the uh, um, uh, the Donager, and Donager is now firing their rail guns. So that means and uh, that they're in close combat. That's what um, Alex, the pilot, says. He goes, "Uh oh, if they're firing rail guns, they're in close combat." So so that's uh, that's obviously an issue, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> Just a wee bit. <laughs> it could be a problem. And then uh, up on the bridge, uh, that Lopez, the interrogating guy, uh, is talking to Holden. He's talking about uh, how Earth Earth is covered in oceans. His, his, his great grandfather used to talk about it and saying how he um, he can't even I imagine really what oceans are. And he's yeah. basically saying that uh, Earth's uh, Earth people don't appreciate what they have. And uh, they destroy everything, and uh, the Martians are going to take over, you know, the, the universe or whatever, or the solar system, whatever. Right. And, and you know, Holden's like, okay, whatever. You know, I don't care. Um, it was an interesting exchange. It was. Like it it yeah. made me. It yeah. made me like Lopez, but yeah, it it didn't. <sighs> I don't know. The conversation ended. It didn't feel purposeful. Maybe it will in the future. I mean, granted, at the end of this episode, he does recall back to that conversation, but it just didn't feel purposeful. You yeah, know what I mean? and it didn't, but I think they're trying to give like an exposition of how Martians feel about Earth because yeah. Martians have to work very hard for the planet they live on. 
And, and we're all out here just like, like hey, it's ocean concrete time. jungle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, back on series, uh, Joe Miller goes to uh, Busy Bedanko's place, and there's a party going on. It's called a Slingshot Club, and they're all betting on this guy, Busy Bedanko's, uh, who's on the ship that's slingshotting around the planets, and it's some kind of extreme sport. We're not really know, know what's going on, but there's got to be like 50 to 40 people in that small in apartment. In this weird little, well, in the race too. Right. And, yeah. they're, all, and they're all betting and they're all stuff like that. And, right. And uh, they're all in Busy's apartment and yeah, he's like watching him. following the lead. And yeah. so like there are all these people in this guy's apartment and he's like, what the fuck are you motherfuckers doing? And he's like, y'all, Busy's dead, and they're like, "No, he ain't." No, he, there he is on the screen, right in there. The race, and and and, and then like, Busy dies during the slingshot race, <laughs> and they're all like, "Ah, you should have." Now he's dead. Now he's dead. And <laughs> Joe Miller's like, "Okay, if that was Busy Pajanko, who do I have sitting on the morgue?" Right. So, like, he's like, "Okay, what the fuck is this about?" So this guy is is you know whoever that guy he fooled me. Um, and then we go, we jump to a totally different place we haven't been before. This is Tycho Station. It's like a, a shipyard where they're building ships. And uh, we get the Mormons again. The Mormons. And the Mormons. And they, they hire a, a man named Fred Johnson. And he is constructing a massive ship called the, the Na, Nauvoo. And uh, they're going to take the Mormons on a 100-year voyage uh, to another star system. So... Uh, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to like Alpha Centauri or something like that. So that's the closest star system to Earth, to our solar system. But who knows? And uh, they're like, well, you know, we think we need a change in management. And, you know, we hired you because, you you know, you knew a lot of, you, you knew what you're doing. But now we think we need to change things up. And he goes, <clears throat> oh, really? A lot of problems could happen on a hundred year voyage. A lot of glitches on a ship. I wouldn't want to see that if you just bring in somebody new. And they're like, well, we'll take it under consideration. You know, we don't have anybody lined up yet. You, 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 you can keep your, your, your job. Um, 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 uh, <laughs> we'll let you know. <laughs> right. And then uh, so he lets off uh, his Mormon boss or, or uh, client and he uh, then makes a call right when he leaves. Like, I need you to point all all the sensors to the um, to the. Well, at first he convinces that guy. He's like, look, he he intimidates him, he bullies him, manipulates him, and then he's like, good. I'm gonna need you to evacuate this ship so that my guys can get to work. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then he like, drops him off, and then when the doors close, he calls his buddy, and he's like, he says, the Mormons are. Uh, Kick the, going kick, on vacation for the weekend. <laughs> kick the Mormons off the ship. And uh, we I have to point all the sensors at the Donager. I need to know an update right away what's happening. So right. this this Fred Johnson somehow tied in with what's going on with the Donager. Either the going, Donager or this new... New stealth ship that's attacking them. Yes. Right, exactly. And... The uh, Mormonians. <laughs> and so... <laughs> so, um, like I said, they're they're having the the uh, the Q uh, CQB the uh, close quarters co- uh, combat or combat um, 
boy, I keep on saying this wrong. But anyways, they're fighting real close. <laughs> and was where Holden's up on the bridge and he sees the ship and he goes, I've seen that ship before. That's the ship that destroyed the Canterbury. And they're like, you got to go tell everybody this. And uh, the captain tells Lopez, the uh, interrogator, take Holden, get him on a shuttle, and make sure that he can testify that Mar- Mars was not responsible for the destruction. Why? Why did it not occur at that moment? For what? Why didn't Why didn't he say that ship is the one responsible? Get me a com. Get me a camera. I will. I will testify now. I well, mean, bargaining yeah. chips. Bargaining chips. Yes, maybe that was the only reason why he didn't like offer up to do it then. But you are you're facing death, and yes, you're on a naval warship, but. Uh, but that ship, that ship was blocking their transmissions. Was it though? Because yeah, I, I, I think don't was, think it was it, said. Because I, I, I was I, listening, and I was I, maybe I missed this. It did miss it. I do have no idea. I, I do think that maybe that it was it was thrown out there as a blurb, like they're blocking our transmissions or dro- okay. dropping uh, you know, something to that nature. I hope so because that because it, it wouldn't make any sense if they weren't. Exactly. They could just, he could just get on in front of a camera and just broadcast that shit. Exactly, before they all die. Right. So he, he's, he's, uh, so they're going to get him with a bunch of space marines or something that sort. I don't know what they were, but uh, they're all like get, taking him through the ship. Uh, during that point, then, um, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, back with the, um, the rest of the members of the Canterbury there. Um, this is where Alex says, like, they're kind of getting him shit. And he's like, I was a glorified bus driver. I wasn't anything special. I was just served for the Martian Navy. That's basically it. And he starts freaking out because he knows that they're in close combat. And then the engines die. And he's like, this is not good because they all go weightless for a moment. And uh, this is where Shed's like, here, take this drug, the, the never-ending French fry. And he goes to throw it. And all of a sudden, it doesn't reach his hand. And Shed <laughs> is been decapitated by, by something that's shot through the hull of the ship. Some kind of debris or... Or weapon or something. or something. And literally... No more french fries for you. No french fries for you. <laughs> and poor Shed got his head taken right off his shoulders. And uh, Naomi's like, we got to seal that holes. And she looks through and it's like going right through, like, actually, like all through the ship. So she's like, she uses like a binder. They and use then, uh, binders, yeah. Binder uh, and a sealant of some sort that they yeah, found they, in a compartment, uh, which yeah, a, the naval officer would have known about. So, like, I'm glad it was written in this way. Yeah. And I, I actually, I think it's a really cool idea that they just have, like, obviously it's like a fire extinguisher. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're going to need that. You know, especially on a ship, if something bursts through the hull, you need to close up that hole right away. So uh, they well, plug that, that hole. What's that? What's that? Um, <laughs> you know, TV commercial with the with the guy who's oh, got the. A, I forgot the name of that. And they and they spray the screen door and they the put it at the bottom on the of boat. the boat. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> put the screen door on the submarines. <laughs> so yeah. Um, no, I know. Yeah, it's, it's the same idea. Maybe not quite as advanced as that. As advanced but, as the screen door. I think. I think that the binder was just fine. That just worked just fine. <laughs> I I thought it was like that's pretty cool though. You could just use anything as long as it can seal that the air. Yeah. Pipe. 
Well, unfortunately, they only have 20 minutes of air. so that's... Which it would have helped without the seal, but it wouldn't have been as effective. So I'm glad they had the sealant. Right. It would still be, the air would be sucking out. Um, so uh, they plug the hole, and then the ship is uh, being boarded by this unknown stealth ship. So uh, the Martian ship has been boarded, and they're trying to uh, get Holden off, but obviously they're now having literal... Uh, firefights on the ship, so which is not a good thing. <laughs> and um, they're trying to get him off the Donager, but then um, he, uh, Holden, at some point peels off from the group, and he's going to rush uh, to get to the rest of his crewmates, because he wants them off the ship as well. Right. So, um, uh, and then uh, back in the prison cell, um, they say, because they're losing air, uh, they find a sedative and they're just like, Hey, if somebody takes a sedative, you're going to breathe less. So, um, they decide that it's going to be Alex. The, the pilot's going to do it because, um, they want Naomi awake because she's the most resourceful. Amos says, I have to stay awake cause I got to carry somebody. I'm the biggest guy. So they, uh, Alex takes the, which sedative. is he though? Because Alex is tall. I feel like they would weigh a very similar amount. He, Amos doesn't seem very Alex got some, Al, Amos has got some guns on his arm, man. That guy is, he's got uh, big arms. Maybe I'll see that in, in coming episodes, but. Watch Amos's arms. This, I just, I don't know. It just, I mean, uh, muscle weighs a lot more than fat does. Oh, yeah. But there's not a bit of fat on the other guy. So, like, as far as muscle goes, yeah, I could see that. But right. I don't know. I was just like, mm, okay. And it made well, sense. It was a good option. I was just, well, I just, it was something I noticed. I was like, I don't know. He's like short. I don't well, see that he's very muscular. Amos, Amos definitely plays up the the big brute kind of character. So he's definitely, um, yeah, he's so, but he's he's saying I can carry you. So Amos says he takes, he agrees, he takes a sedative, and he says I want to wake up. So, and so he goes to sleep. And uh, then I have a moment where Naomi kind of sits down and she's very upset and Amos holds her hand. So it's obviously this is shaking uh, Naomi a bit. What's happening? And she she lets on that there is someone that she cares about. Yeah, she goes, I never even got to say goodbye. And he goes, what are you talking about? And he's like, she doesn't get into it. So, right. And that's and why, so, again, I think there's more time Naomi's story. We're not getting everything. More is going to be revealed with her. I'm, I'm positive with her. Honestly, my first thought, first of all. You thought it first, was Shed? No, in the first couple episodes, I was like, okay, this guy's health, unhealthily obsessed with her, with Naomi. I know. She, he's like her lap dog. Yeah, he is. Um, and then when she said that, I was like, I was considering, and I was like, okay. Um, as far as characters we've already been introduced to, what if she was in love with Holden's girlfriend too? Mm, interesting. And I was, and I was like, hmm, because I mean, that's it's really the only character we've seen that kind of has a backstory that's died aside from the Doctor, right? So I'm like, okay, maybe, I mean, it could be the doctor, but it didn't seem that way. And not that it seemed that way with the, with the chick who died, the other, but they worked closely together. So I was like, hmm, 
I wonder if maybe she was with Holden's girl and maybe that's why she and Holden are kind of like butting heads. Right. It's possible very much so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, we, I, I'm a couple episodes forward and I still don't know. So there's something. Well, don't there's, you dare tell me. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. So um, now we're uh, uh, back at the, the morgue and we have uh, on, on series with the, um, the supposed uh, busy B- uh, Bedanko, um, and uh, Joe Miller calls in Octavia Muss and say, "I need your help." And she looks at this guy and she finds out he has an ID spoofer. So it's the old circulate IDs to make you think and to make basically cops go looking for a certain person that's that he's totally not. So it's actually a pretty cool idea. You know, it's like it is, but how do you decide who you're gonna impersonate? Because it's the same guy every time. I think there must be some way that they it's a like it spoofs you. It's like an email spoof. You ever get a, an email that looks like somebody that sent you, and then you find out it wasn't them at all. They're trying to get information from you. It happens a lot, and now no. they're doing with even phone numbers. Now phone numbers are calling people that looks like it's like somebody like it'll be in your area code, but then it'll be like you find out that this was not somebody. It's like somebody trying to get information from you. Over I've phone. heard about it, but I, yeah. I honestly I don't answer any phone calls from my. We're military, um, so we got our we got our phones in North Carolina. I do not answer any unknown calls from North Carolina because they're always trash calls. Right, right, exactly. And you know, because someone's calling you, it's like that's definitely not anybody I know that I, mm-hmm. you know, unless the phone some that you have preset on your you know contacts list, you yeah. know. Um, so he has a spoofer, and uh, this Octavia Moss is going through and says, "Oh, let's see what else he has." And he's he's got all the stuff that's tricked out in his body. And then he finds that he has a memory crypt uh, that's in there, so and his leg, and so there's this really gory scene where he's trying to extract it. Is it really gory, or is it's it not just like really gory? Com- but it's it keeps, comedically. It is, yeah. Gory. It's like, he's like <laughs> keeps stabbing the leg, and, he, and like he's like, Miller. well, he's not like he feels it. He's like, it's not like he feel it. He keeps messing up trying to get this thing, and finally he grabs it, and it's a uh, because he doesn't. It it was a really funny comical moment actually because she's like I'll go get the you know the mortician the corner, and he's, yeah. he's like ah oh, no that, guy talks, that guy talks too much I'll just do it right. <laughs> you need yeah. to not succeed so way to have respect for the dead my man stabbing in the leg constantly and um, so yeah he's stabbing in the leg he gets this uh, chip out and it's a uh, encrypted uh, chip that has uh, government records on it. So, uh, and he finds out that he's a data broker. That's what he's officially called. So, um, his name is data, data. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, then, uh, we find out now that Havelock, Joe Miller's partner is still alive and he's been found alive. So, uh, interesting. Yes. Dead. So, um, that didn't kill him. He was put on the wall with a fucking railroad tie. I know, shot through his chest, and he's still alive. How's that possible? I don't know. I really, I really don't know. I mean, we don't know a lot about him, which is what I was saying about you know him having a sister or whatever this lady was. I mean, honestly, if it was his sister, she wouldn't be so revealed. So I guess maybe, 
calling right. calling her like a sister is a little far fetched. Um, but I don't know. It just he doesn't. I don't know that he's earthen. You know, well, he could be tricked out. Like we we you know we have that data broker who we thought and we thought was busy Bedanko, um, and maybe this earther is tricked out as much. You know, we don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So trying to get sleepers in the belt, getting sleepers in on Earth and Right. Also in Mars. I mean, who knows? Right. Um uh so now we're gonna go back to uh Holden who's running through the Downinger uh, away from his escorts to try to get back to his crew members of the Cantbury and uh he runs into like a uh, carnage of a lot of dead soldiers on the ground and there's this mystery soldier that's sitting there but he sees a gun and he's going to grab it and this but guy the soldier is like ah, I'm, I'm still alive I'm still alive <laughs> bitch and and he tries to he tries to get the uh, the gun but the gun won't fire because it's like uh like uh, it's uh, coated for just his armor so it's like yeah I, I, I you know can't shoot yourself in armor yeah <laughs> you can't shoot yourself without the armor stupid and there was weird tech where his arm got blown off, and then it's the suits the uh, suit sealed itself. I know. I was like, and I was f- like, okay, they need to take his body. They need that suit. I they know. They need this, and it's they a, did not do that. And it's I was some like, tech shit. I was, I was disappointed. I know. So pretty cool. So uh, I mean, dragging hold- a dead body with like your life on the line. I mean, that's kind of tough. But like, it could probably take an extra 20 seconds to strip the guy and take the suit. I don't know. Take the suit. So he gets, uh, he gets onto, uh, he, uh, he gets to the rest of his crew members and, um, and, uh, he, uh, he brings them spacesuits. They're running out of air. So thankfully he does come at the right time. And they, I guess they pumped air into the room. Uh, and they're like, just come on, get dressed, get out of here. We're going to get out get you on the shuttle and get you out the hell out of the ship. Well, Holden makes a deal first. Yes, basically, like, you know, you know, I mean, this I got to do this for my crew and kind of thing. Right. And uh, he says, what, what's going on? Like, what? he he goes to this Lopez, the, the interrogator guy. He's like, what's going on? What's happening? And he says that um, the uh, Phoebe station, uh, that there was, a, it was a, there was an attack on there and all the people on the station were killed and uh, computers uh, stuff was taken off the computers and uh, and uh, it was some somebody whoever whoever attacked it was covering up what they did mm-hmm. and uh, so they're like okay so what's that about and he goes I don't know but I think this is all tied together somehow so we don't know but the Phoebe station ties in obviously uh, the Scopuli and now the Canterbury and now the Donager so all these attacks are happening and we don't know Who's doing all this shit? Right. So, um, and then they it's get them. It's not the Mormons because they're at the comedy club. <laughs> What's <laughs> the deal? <laughs> um, what so. is the deal? <laughs> um, so uh, they're going to go. Uh, they get a they get a message uh, from the captain that uh, the captain is going to scuttle the ship. So apparently the ship is in far worse shape than it was that they thought, and uh, the Donager is going to be uh, destroyed because of this attack. Um, 
And then they get to the shuttle bay and uh, they have to run across this platform. There's this huge, long, I, I, I just, this took so much wind out of my sails. I was like, can it we just, did. I was like, this is way too long. They, there like, were four, they had to go in waves and it was like, okay, if you're going to cover, do the entire fucking wave. I know. They keep on putting like, you know, cover fire. Two at a time. Right. And I was like. Look, there are five of you. You need to go. You need to go faster. You need to all go as a team. Um, one person cover. One person go with and fire at will. Like I was bothered by this scene. Yeah, right. This is not why Sci-Fi decided to cancel, but I was no, bothered no. by this scene. It just took. It just took too <laughs> way way too long. So yeah, uh, Amos takes Alex, carries him. Amos gets shot. Um, Lopez is obviously, uh, gets shot as well. Uh, and then Holden, uh, is, um, this, they go, uh, zero G for some reason during the, during the thing. And all of a sudden he has to help Naomi and he like tethers her and he pushes, kicks her. So she moves forward and then he can like help her, you know, move forward as well through this weird thing but just i think i think what he was doing like yes he pushed her but i think what he was doing was he was using the momentum to kick off of her to get him to the ground which is when he clicked his boots Mm -hmm. so it wasn't necessarily that he was using her momentum it was that that he was using her to create momentum right exactly right exactly he used her way to propel her and himself forward so he can do anyway he went back yeah it's just, it's just. It was like, weird. It, it, they didn't. The, the the theory didn't match what they showed. Yeah. If that makes sense. Right. I, like, it's just it was very aggravating, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So I I mean I just the scene just it was in slow motion too. I was like, can we just move forward? I just I, I don't know. It just bothered me. This whole scene made me like, okay. And um. So uh, they jump on the ship and everyone's wounded and um, uh, Alex is, uh, goes to fly the... the Still this... slightly sedated. You know, you're not supposed to... to um, What's, what's the up. verbiage? Um, do not operate machinery. Right. <laughs> you know, he should not have been flying. No, and he crashes into a couple things as he starts taking off. But uh, fortunately enough that he does get uh, the ship... Um, uh, uh, the, this, uh, the small ship off the Donager and, uh, they fly away and, um, they uh, use a, an Oscar Hagen key and detonate the entire ship and yep. scuttle, well, scuttle, scuttle it in space as much as you can scuttle in space. It's you essentially, scuttled. you just detonate you, the you whole blew ship. It up. You blew yeah. it up. And I had a uh, problem with the word scuttle. Why? I get it. I get that it's a naval warship, but when you scuttle a boat, you you fill it with water and it goes to the bottom of the sea. Right. So the fact that they self-destructed, yeah. it was not scuttling. I mean, I, I guess I can see uh, using the phrase. Right, right. But I was like, that that wasn't scuttling. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just an asshole. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I mean, it's just, it, like you said, it's a naval thing, so... Uh, so yeah, that's and that's the end of the episode. The, they they take off on their ship. Um, they're um, 
they're live to fight another day. Unfortunately, the crew of the Downers don't make it. So, and we'll have to see right. what happens to them afterward. But Lopez um, is there. Lopez is there, but Lopez got shot. He's not doing too good. Yeah, I honestly, so when they were crossing the catwalk yeah. of shame <laughs> and and hellfire, um, I was like, man, I was really just starting to like that guy. Yeah, and he's now gonna, he's going to die. <laughs> and then he showed back up and I was like, oh, he's alive. Now I can decide whether or not I like or hate him. And then he's like partially dying and I'm like, ah, I'm not I don't know if I'm yeah. mad or if I'm disappointed or or if I'm happy because he was kind of a dick. Right. But like he can't have died yet. I mean, he was sent with essentially a flash drive to to make that Get that has to get to safety, and so does um, what's his name? Holden. Holden. I was mm-hmm. going to say Hollard. Hollard. I, I have to. I literally, I do have to read the name in order to remember it. Um, yeah. And and I think it was on his helmet, but for some reason, I just can't visualize it. Um, <laughs> so the fact that he was, I don't know. He should have been able to like explained it. Briefly, giving him the thing. If you survive, you know. Give this information. Right. right. You have to testify, you know. Yeah. Because <clears throat> uh, Mars, Mars is going to try to start this war, or they're going to try to start a war with Mars because of what happened with the Canterbury. So. Right. Which, at this point, the whole deal for the crew's safety was that they all had to testify. It wasn't just Holden right. who had to right. testify. It was everyone. And right. so... Who's going to hold them to that if everybody from the uh, the Mars ship is dead? Dead, right? Nobody knows so, if they need or not. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, interesting. So this is the la- uh, these two episodes. Um, I highly enjoyed both of these. It sounds like you did too. Any other thoughts on these? Like, I after taking these both in. I mean. It's. It, I mean, I, I kind of said a lot because it's easier to kind of interject when it's only Absolutely. two people. Absolutely. So, like, I could kind of throw throw things in there. Um, I, as far as what's happening in the belt, um, I'm not super invested. Okay. I'm more invested in the who who is to blame. So, like, oh, I'm more invested in, like, right. the, the the crew that's out in space because I want to know um, who's Do to Do you blame. really think that the, the one of the crew – I mean, you think one of the crew members is actually tied into the actual destruction of the Canterbury? Or do you think they're just – I, 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 I think the Martians are, were trying to sow, like, doubt in, 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 in with their crew members, like, try to turn them against each other. That's how I felt about it. If if they are tracked down again, they would be creating curiosity. So, like, if if they're if they're tracked down again, then yeah, I would say either either someone is um, is guilty, or the showrunners want us to think that someone is guilty. Okay. Um, it's hard to say. Because we know so little 
already about this ragtag crew. Right. Um, I mean, because, like, Naomi is, to me, is the most mysterious right now. Um, but, you know, like, Holden, we know a little bit. He, like, we know that he was, you know, like he said, he was raised on Montana. Um, but he hasn't been back to Earth in 12 years. So there's questions there. He served, he was dishonorably discharged from uh, the Earth Navy. Um, you know, obviously Shed's dead, so there's not much to say about him. I mean, maybe there's something there, but yeah, uh, Amos is kind of a blank slate. Um, and Amos, and Am- yeah, Amos is curious to me. So Amos is my last least favorite character. Yeah, I I, I don't care. I kind of kind of hate him. Yeah, and um, I've watched a little more, and I, I I've maybe. You know, uh, stopped hating him as much, but I just do. He, I just, he really frustrates me in some ways. So, um, I, I don't, I don't like that he's, first of all, he's so hot tempered. Mm-hmm. I dislike that. And then secondly, um, he's like Naomi's lap dog. Like he doesn't think for himself. Yeah. And it's really frustrating. So, to, to go off of that, I, he, I don't like, that he 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 does he seems like muscles and an idiot he he doesn't seem like a free thinker mm-hmm. um he's also a dick like he definitely i mean he doesn't mind you know hitting you choking you whatever he'll, he'll do it if he has work, to or if he right. feels like he wants to yeah right and it's like uh, i don't i don't respect that right. i really don't respect that so i don't know um I don't know. I as far as all of the characters, I was actually most excited about the doctor. Oh yeah, not, shit. Not, yeah, not just like that. The actor. I haven't seen that actor in a long time in anything. Right. Yeah, yeah. So when I I was like, oh my god, yay! This is this is great. And then his head gets blown off. Blown off, and I was right? Like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, so we still have the fucking the muscles. Nitwit, yeah, but we lose the doctor. I was like, ah, it's not a fair trade. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I got so the so his name's Shed, and I, there's a Monty Python skit. I'll send it to you later. It's called it's called <laughs> Arthur Two Sheds Jackson. Okay, and it's it's the stupidest thing. It's like an interview about this composer. But everyone calls him Two Sheds. And he's like, why do they call you Two Sheds? And apparently he has Two Sheds for some reason. But he doesn't he doesn't really care about the name. But then they keep asking about the Two Sheds. It's so funny. It's all I can think about when I hear his name is Shed. Is Arthur Two Sheds Jackson. It's, I'll send it to you later. It's so funny. There are other names that are evoking weird little memories for me. Um Go through the character names for me real quick. Well, Holden, I think of Holden Caulfield from uh, Catcher in the Rye. Okay. Um, uh, what is, um, that's um, uh, then Amos, Amos and Andy. <laughs> Amos is just an ass. And every time you say Amos, I'm like, he's just an ass. <laughs> Amos the asshole. Amos is an anus. Yeah, Amos the anus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Naomi. um Nothing really sparks for me there. I I, 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 I want I to of, like her character. Oh, no, she's great. Um, yeah. I think of I think Naomi Campbell, the old model from the nineties. Okay. Um, 
who do, uh, Joe Miller. Joe just such Miller. Detective. He's yeah. Just, he's just that typical guy. Uh, I like the actor. So like the name, uh, the name's not bringing anything. But there are a couple. There were at least two other names that I every Hav- time you say it. Havelock the. Havelock and Hemlock. That I always say Hemlock when you say Havelock. Oh wait, Hemlock maneuver. <laughs> He's making maneuvers. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, and then Octavia Moss is like uh, Octavia Joe. Spencer. I keep thinking of the actress Octavia Spencer, oh, okay. and then I get confused. Okay, I think of Octavia Butler, who is an author. So I think of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, there's another one that like is strong. I haven't mentioned yet. <laughs> have a, um, well, Andrew Dolls. Dolls. Yeah, Dolls. He's and then uh, Julie Mao. And, Mao. Mao. Okay. I'll say so every time you say Julie Mao, I think of the Beatles song. Oh. Where he's like, when you go carrying pictures of Jamma Mao. You ain't gonna make it with anyone anyhow. anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm yep. like, Julie, now get out yeah. of my head. <laughs> get out of my head, John Lennon. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah. There's definitely some like notable names. I don't know if that was done on purpose or if it's just names that came to them while they're you know oh. writing the story. So it's always weird how they. Maybe come up they with just names. like used like lineage and ancestry and names to just kind of bleed into this world to help make it feel realistic. Who knows? I like it too. I like it because there's definitely, you know, you know, like Christian, yeah, you know, obviously she must be Indian. Mm-hmm. So you know, you're getting like an Indian feel. And then you have, obviously you have Caucasians, you have Asians, you have black. And I mean, it's just, so it's, you've it's got, just cool. You've got you old know. Irishmen that sound like they're from Asia. Old Irishmen, Anderson Dolls. He does. What was that? Was that his name? Um, the the prominent OPA agent. Yeah, Anderson Dolls. Yeah, Anderson Dolls. He sounds like I I could not place like while watching him talk, I couldn't place where where the hell. Yeah. He sounded from, and then I was like, "This sounds this sounds like an imitation of an Asian person." Like. Uh, I I didn't pick up Asian. I could hear it though. Now that you say it, he, he dropped. Certain uh, consonants that I just was like. <sighs> I do wonder if they're doing like um like they've worked out like this. So they have the Belter Creole, and I wonder if there's like like a, a an accent they've created for Belters too. Because you don't hear everyone. He didn't talk sound like that. a Belter. He did not sound like a Belter. Right, right. But um, yeah, there's definitely some cool uh, characters or some cool um. I don't know. There's a lot going on here, and yeah. I just can't wait. To, I can't wait to find out more about this crew, the Canterbury. Obviously, they've escaped another ship destruction, um, and let's see where they go from there. Hopefully, they don't. Another ship doesn't get blown up on them. And um, <laughs> I know it's like every ship they get on is like this. This one's blowing up. Um, and then uh, Joe Miller trying to figure out the Julie Mao story, or you know, the the thread there. And how that's tied in, because obviously she's on the Scopoli, which was destroyed by this mystery ship uh, that killed. I want to know destroyed. where she is. I want to know how many episodes it takes to find out where to she find is. out where she went to. Maybe the season finale, we'll find out where she is, and then the next season will kind of like be about her. I don't know, right. but right. 
I want to know if she's alive or dead. And I think yeah. we all do. No, I, that's kind of like the big mystery, right? So, um, yeah, there's a lot to go there uh, for there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just actually, I looked up uh, the Anderson Dolls. Um, his name's Jared Harris. And like I said, he's also in Chernobyl. He's an Irish actor, I guess. He's Irish. Yeah, he's Irish. Okay, because my first thought was Irish, and I was like, no, he does not sound Irish. And then he was doing something weird, and I was like, well, he's visually, he he's he's got very white hair. He's visually an Irish of Irish descent, but he does not sound Irish, and it sounded very Asian to me. It's funny because when I see him, because he's Irish, I'm like, that could be me in another ten years. <laughs> yes, yes. Red-haired, honestly, I love it. I love he's it. Definitely, he's definitely got that, like, Irish look. I'm like, yeah, I could see myself looking a little bit like you're that You're going guy. to go, compl- you're going to go Snow White. You're not going to have salt and pepper. You are going Snow <laughs> yeah. White. That is how it's happening. It's good. It's all all white. It's going to happen. I I'll just, wait, I'll just wake up. I wake up one day. Just white. <laughs> yeah. I hope um, God I just go bright, bright white. Bright white, I know. I do. My hairs are so weird, though. I have clear, I have black, I have red, I have gold, <laughs> I've got brown. And and seriously, uh, as a woman, who any of the women listening, we we have this tendency to put our hair on the wall because we don't want to have to clean the drain out later because we are the ones that have to clean the drain out later. So we put our hair on the wall, right. and like I right. have these. These hairs, and I have got like clear hairs and dark black hairs, and I just, I just, I don't want salt. I, I, I would be okay with salt and pepper, but I want white hair. Well, I'm, I'm definitely in my beard. I'm getting the, getting little whites coming through now. So, yeah. um, he's also uh, plays in Carnival Row, which I don't know. Have you, he plays someone called Absalon uh, Breakspear, but um. I, I haven't seen Carnival Row yet, but Holly, that looks like a series that you would like. Carnival Row, uh, the Amazon show. Yes. Yeah, I've seen it. I've, I've seen you? the first the first season. I really do like it, and actually, I, it it looks it good. I really haven't seen good. it, so it is it, so really good. So, um, and then he's he's also in the Foundation. He's playing one of the main characters, Harry Sheldon. Uh, so he he's going to be in the Foundation series, which we should cover too when that comes out mm-hmm. looks like it's coming out soon but i think that's apple so that might be hard to get our hands on that one yeah i'm not an apple product person yeah not that i have anything against apple products i, no, I would just, love it's too to... damn expensive yeah well yes and no i mean i would love to to switch to an apple phone because i feel like when you have apple products apple replaces everything or updates or works on and they actually do a really good job as opposed to sadly i don't want to say my brand because i I, (laughs) until this phone i have really loved their brand so i don't know hey it's okay to change brands once in a while it's all right i don't want apple phone i don't want to change my my i don't want to change yeah yeah. So as far as Apple TV goes, I don't think I'll ever get to see anything on Apple TV. Uh, I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that there's that maybe it's some crossover and something. I'll see if the foundation goes on anything else. Uh, 
doesn't say anything here. <laughs> We're just peons. We we enjoy shows and we talk about them, but we don't actually know any inside fun we things. We don't know. We we don't know any any of the inside knowledge. You know but, what uh, we know? We I know each other. I, we know each other, and I know <laughs> Arthur Two Sheds Jackson. So. Uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, great episodes. I'm really digging this. It's going to be great. And this mystery just keeps on getting deeper. So, um, yeah, I do have to say it's hard not to watch more than two episodes. But I know honestly, I could stop myself today. I was like, I got to watch some more with the amount that you, myself and David all divert during a, any given episode. Yeah, I cannot watch more. Then the two episodes that we're going to discuss because they jump around a lot. Well, not just that, but I cannot be held responsible for talking about another episode, <laughs> divulging more information. Exactly, <laughs> and so I, as 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 for me, you know, thank you so much for not you know talking about episodes five and six I'm while not we talk about this. So thank you so much. <laughs> I I cannot say that I would be able to do that. <laughs> so, and I'm not saying I have. I have not. I don't think I've ruined anything for anybody in the past. But no, that's cool. I mean, sometimes you say little things by accident, but that's you don't mean to. I mean, because just you get excited, know you get on a roll, you, and then you, you go, say something like, "Oh, I said something. I should have said that." Exactly. Um, so, um, yeah, so uh, next week we'll try to jump into some more um, uh, expanse and see what else we can get into. I think I, I, I just love talking about it. So it's just a totally new universe, and it's so fun to get into it. So yes. um, if you have different thoughts or if you have more information for us, you can definitely contact us. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page, Facebook forward slash groups forward slash Synthaholics. Join us there and chime in, whatever you like to say. Also, uh, you can email us at Synthaholics at Yahoo.com. You can tweet at us at Synthaholics Duo, and you can uh, obviously go to our Patreon if this is something you want to support and help our show. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, go to Patreon for slash Synthaholics and throw us a couple bucks our way. We appreciate any support you can give us because we have no legs and we need the support. <laughs> we need a, We need a third leg. We need another leg. <laughs> uh, next week we'll have Dave back and we can talk some more about the next couple episodes. I might not be here next week, guys. Oh, oh it's going to be just another duo again. I know, but my husband's coming back. And oh, that's right. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. coming back. And I... I'm yeah, gonna want. I'm gonna want to spend time with him, and you gotta and hang out with him. Do, yeah. do, talking go on, about go on some dates. Yes, because so, hopefully, hopefully, COVID thing will be somewhat lifted that you guys can go out and do. Well, you can still. You don't well, have to go anything fancy. You can just go to a nice park and have a nice picnic. Well, we we need to buy a, a grill. Oh, so we can a, like grill our own a, food. Michael's not a chef. Date. <laughs> not a date. Um, it's a date when you get. When you when you when you don't have like the TV interrupting you or like um, other people around, it's a date whether you go out or not. Um, so I, guess, I might I might I be guess, going. I guess it could be romantic buying a grill. I never been, I've never done that romantically attached to grills, but 
<laughs> Michael's a chef. He right. his his love language is food. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I have my wife had a has a cousin that dated this guy from for like a minute. And just a uh, minute. <laughs> this guy was so amazing grilling. So we we came and visited her for a little bit and she and he would grill this amazing food. And then she broke up with him and I I was angry at her because his food was so fucking good. <laughs> I was like, how dare you break up with him? It was the best meals I've ever had on the grill. So Dude, if we if Michael had had time when I was living in Buffalo to cook you food, I mean, you would have been uh, Yes, yes. Everything is just glorious. I am not. I am not um, very good at. It. I can grill, but I'm not good at it. Like I can do it. I'm competent. That's yeah. A, like I can tie my shoes. Yeah, I tie your shoes. It's funny because when we when we got married, I know I just totally interrupted your like end speech. But when we got married, it was like he could do everything but breakfast, and I could do oh, breakfast. I can do breakfast. <laughs> Eggs are hard. Eggs are eggs. Eggs can yeah. Eggs eggs are you need you need to hit it right in the right spot and the right heat and it doesn't work if you mess it up for sure. Yeah, but I might I might not be ready. I might not be here next week or the following week. Okay, so work it out either way. But we'll miss you if you're not here. But I totally get it. It's grill time. (laughs) It's grill time. Right. (laughs) Well. for more grilling news and for more expanse <laughs> TV shows, uh, come into next week and we'll have a lot of fun talking about it. Uh, until then, live long and prosper, one and all. Well, McCoy, my boy, come mix me a drink. Before the night's over, I'll puke in the sink and we'll cry till we laugh and we'll both shit our pants. You're the best drinking friend.